Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson are brothers and business partners of the top landscaping company, Nature's Experts. Nature's Experts is home to six companies that cater to all your outdoor needs. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan, simply visit us at www.naturesexperts.com. On the podcast, Jeff and Jonathan bring together other business owners and entrepreneurs to share with you how they developed a prosperous company and how you can too. You will gain insights and meaningful advice on creating the building blocks to success and longevity in the entrepreneurial realm. And now, here are your hosts, Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. Matthew, welcome to the Cultivating Success Podcast. We're excited to have you here today. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it, guys. Happy to be here. You know, it's exciting to, you know, meet different people through, you know, our experience of, you know, starting this podcast and starting to really understand different types of business development, different types of, you know, understanding business and just ultimately putting yourself out there. It's really exciting for us to kind of just, you know, take a different look and a different perspective yeah. of meeting new people. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, sometimes you get in a little bit of a, a proverbial rut where you're like, you know, hey, I always use this person. I always, you know, want to make sure I always, you know, keep this person. And, you know, you know, I'm thinking about what you do with lending and funding and everything like that and how, you know, it really is a moving target. So it's not something that you really can stay static with even the same person all the time. It just sometimes is easier. Yeah, like, kinda, I, I know where you're going with that because we have stuck with the same person. Why don't you let Matthew introduce himself so everybody <laughs> knows who we're talking to here. That, that works too. Sure, sure. Well, I, I'm not the other guy. I'm this guy. My name is Matt Cohen. I'm the uh, president of Noble Funding and uh, been uh, arranging uh, business loans and lines of credit for our clients uh, uh, 17 years now, a little over 17 years since 2005. So that's, that's what I do all day, every day. And uh, I guess that's uh, what we're going to talk about today. Well, it is definitely a very, very important part of growth, development, security, and really having all the resources it takes to run a successful business, because you don't know when you're going to need something until you need it. And the problem is, is when you need it, it's not available. Yeah, right. And you need it like immediately. A lot of times people don't want to get caught with their pants down. Not so. from a bank. It's not immediately available now. So let me ask you, uh, are you a liaison between the client and you select a bank or lending institution for the right client? Or you only represent specific lenders? And so it's just you pick from a few of those and that's it. Like, How does it work? Yeah, I mean, the beauty of what we do. So, you know, trial and error over the last 17 years built up a very large network of lenders that we use. It's it's banks, it's non-bank lenders, it's asset-based lenders, it's cash flow-based lenders. We're talking senior secured, like a bank would be, or junior uh, to a bank senior. So all those things. Is it private equity and private money also or all, all banks? No, so all debt, so no equity. Uh, but but yeah, a lot of these lenders are what you would consider private, sort of non-bank lenders. You know, they're they're, they're lenders, but you know you wouldn't really know them unless you were sort of you know in the biz, so to speak. 
Interesting, um, which, so, is, which is unconventional because typically when you think of lending, you think of, you know, institutional lending where you, you know, go in, you fill out your paperwork, so on and so forth. Endless paperwork. They, yeah. Um, endless paperwork. Yeah, that's the SBA is, is endless paperwork. And yeah. so you have the SBA, which is endless and then bank, which is, you know, a little bit less than that. And then, and then you know, the non-bank lenders, a uh, little less than that. We have a relationship with someone who's similar to you. I think John would agree, though, that the the person that we have a relationship with that's similar is at first the relationship was, you know, he couldn't do enough for us, was serviced us, and was very, very uh, had a wonderful customer experience. And now he's as you'd think he would have gotten better at it or care more about all the business we've given him, and he doesn't. And he seems to the relationship has grown a little stale. Okay, agree, John. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll breathe some, some fresh life in, into that yeah. uh, and into the, the noble funding route. And, Do you uh, agree happy with me, John, or no? Get into that. Um, I agree in the sense that, you know, I think that you constantly have to be applying pressure to ensure that you're still re- getting the desired result that you want. Because if you just take whatever you get, you're not going to get what you really want. You're just going to get something. You what does that have to do with what I'm saying about you know, the, the, he doesn't really service us as good as he used to. Well, it's a, it's a need and a want thing. So you don't, there's not much to service in between when you, until you need something right. and when you want something. Right. So the amount of service after you actually perform the service is there's not so much value you can yeah. bring. Yeah. I think that for what Jeff is more mentioning is understanding when you pop open the hood and now we're, you know, addressing the parts and the value of right. the parts that right. were connected, they're not quite as valuable. Right. You know, I think with your particular situation, you're connecting unconventional people with unconventional options that can give them better results and or it can give them results that they might not have actually had even as an option because of whatever their particular financial situation is. Yeah, I mean, you know, we use some banks, we use some non-banks, we use some low interest rate lenders, high interest rate lenders. I mean, ultimately it's my job to analyze, you know, tax returns, financial statements, bank statements, and most importantly, what they have in place currently. Uh, that can be a maze in and of itself to sort of navigate and, and, and sort of unwind a little bit like, okay, well, what, what do you have in senior and then junior and then other types of funding that we might need to pay off or pay down or um, you know, layer in beneath or pay off. So th- there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle there um, and everybody's a little different. Um, so that's why oftentimes a consultant like myself is, is valuable uh, because I, you know, I know which roads to travel down and what will work and what won't work uh, with what they have in place already. You know, it's the collecting of all the information is really where definitely a lot of the value is because it just takes a lot to get it all situated. So uh, to backtrack a little bit, I want to kind of go into how you actually got started in the actual funding business. So you started 17 years ago and starting mm-hmm. 17 years ago, why did you pick to say, you know, I want to get into helping connect business owners and people with ways of getting access to better options of money? Because that's ultimately what you're doing is that you're not just saying like, you know, I'm a, I use whatever bank, so I'm just going to go to my bank and get a loan. That isn't it might be the best option, but it's more of a coin toss. It's not the best option. The best option is understanding what the market is because I've found myself that these banks, they have different initiatives and their initiatives change and their directives change and the types of lending that they want to do changes. 
Yeah. So I have a lot of friends in the industry, right? As far as their bankers, their asset-based lenders, their factors, their cash flow-based lenders. And, and we've become friendly from having done a lot of business together. But you know, ultimately, my loyalties uh, lie with my clients, right? I have to do the best for my client. Uh, that I have a fiduciary responsibility to them. So to me, uh, I go where um, it best serves my clients. So you know, I can't just go to one bank or one series, you know, one group of lenders because I like them and we've done business together before. Um, I'm really, you know, devoted to our client and make sh- making sure that they're getting the best deal the marketplace has to offer. So um, definitely, I spread the wealth and sort of, you know, each financial package paints a picture. I see the picture and, and I sort of go in that direction. But going back to your original question, sort of what got me into this, um, you know, my father was actually in the wallpaper business, uh, designing wallpaper, having it manufactured and Started with him for a little while. I thought that was the family business with my great grandfather, my grandfather, my father. And oh wow! I just felt like I was sort of a not very good at it. Your, it was part of your lineage. Part of my lineage was wallpaper. Yeah. Uh, a, I wasn't very good at it, and B, I just felt like I was sort of just you know, taking money from my, what my father was making. And I said, you know, Dad, I don't think this is working out. I said, you know, I really want to be in finance. He goes, well, well what part of finance? I said, well, I don't know what part of finance because I'm 22 years old at the time. I said, but. I know I don't want to be a stockbroker, uh, but I want to be in finance. And a few years later, I was looking, this is, I'm dating myself a little bit. I was actually looking at a newspaper through the one ads and not, hmm. you know, a website or anything like that. <laughs> and uh, there was an ad that said, make money, selling money. I said, oh, wow. Interesting. Make money, selling money. So I, I got an interview and I got hired at a company of about 20 people and they did sort of very small business loans through, through banks. And I started out as a sales guy there. And, you know, the first few, few weeks, it's sort of, you know, fake it till you make it. Um, you know, I knew enough to be dangerous, but I didn't really know. And then through trial and error, um, quickly became kind of their top sales person there. I got promoted into the consulting division, which was sort of one step above sales. And ultimately, there was four owners, worked my way up to number five in the organization within, you know, less than a year. And just kind of got a crash course and kind of small business loans and, Ultimately left there after working very, learned the lesson of hard work, put in a lot of hours, maybe you know, 10 to 12 hours a day. Uh, but it gave me a great education, not only work ethic, but the industry. And I started Noble Funding in 2005 to be a little bit more upmarket, doing some bigger deals and more relationship driven. Uh, they sort of hid behind sort of online applications and things like that. And I said, well, what about all the banks out there that you know, don't have online applications and that would appreciate the business. So went out on my own, uh, more of a personal touch, maybe a little bit larger transactions. And, uh, you know, and here I am today. Why the, why the uh, name Noble? Oh, that's a great question. So I named the company Noble Funding because I want to do good deeds for people. So if you're noble, you, you do good for people. And ultimately, uh, that's what I wanted to do. And and to this day, that's what I care about. I and mean, that's one of the reasons we have the A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, the zero complaints lifetime is that you know, everybody likes to make money and that's all well and good, but we're really trying to help people. And business owners, I'm a business owner myself, right? So I, I want to help business owners. And that's, uh, that's what I've done for the last you know, 17 years. You know, we've looked for uh, different types of funding, different things, and whether it's equipment or properties or businesses and everything like that, you know, the, the amount you can save and having the right connection versus, you know, your fee is obviously, you know, your fee is, is supposed to be on top. I would assume it's how we've had it. It's on top of whatever money that you get. So if you get a million dollars, you get a certain percentage yeah. on top of that, that money, correct? It can. Yeah. There's a couple of different ways. Uh, sometimes the lenders compensate us. So our clients don't have to, 
sometimes, you know, if it's a million dollar deal and our fee is 1%, our client nets 990, right? And we get the 10. Uh, sometimes it's a million 10 and our client nets the million. So it, it just, there's a few different ways to do it. Right. Got it. So, you know, I think that, you know, with lending, I think people sometimes lose track of completing the transaction versus saving money because there's two different, there's two different trajectories here. It's great if it's easy to, you know, use your own bank and so on and so forth to just complete the transaction. But what's your rate compared to what you're saving compared to that lifetime of the loan compared to how long you actually think you're going to be there for or hold the property or until you're going to sell your business or whatever your particular, uh, you know, path is. I think some people don't actually analyze that because they're, they're not connected to the right person early enough and they go through a certain path for a certain period of time where it's so long where they start to become urgent and excited and it's like it needs to get done versus being like, listen, it takes time. We need to find the right one. We need to kind of fork the banks. You need to tell them about your different businesses, different opportunities, why you see them as good opportunities to see if like it really is a good marriage. Yeah, you know, the, the scenarios are, are all over the map. Um, you know, some companies come to us and say, hey, uh, you know, we need a half a million dollars or a million dollars next week. Um, and we have that product. We, we can move that fast. It's on the more expensive range. Oh, I bet. I bet. Um, you kind of pay for that speed. Yes. Um, other times, clients, just to your point, Jonathan, they just want the lowest rate and they can wait three or four months for closing. Um, I mean, honestly, though, to go that fast, some people, it's, they're willing to pay it because they need the money that fast. And if you can yeah. do that, that's a huge service. Like that's Absolutely. a big deal. That's, that, I, I would say some very... people need money. They need the fucking money. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. You know I mean? And they need it Name quickly. The price. They need the money. And it could be for a good reason. It could be, you know, an sure. inventory buy. Sure. Um, it's time sensitive. Sure. Um, or they get a PO from a big customer and the customer says, hey, if you don't fill this in a week, we're going to go on to your competitor. And they go, okay, well, where, where can we get the, you know, a million dollars to... You know, so you do have to pay for the speed. Uh, but, you know, nowadays things move really fast in business, probably faster than they ever have. So having those types of products is very helpful. As a matter you know, of fact, we just did one for $3 million the other day. I don't necessarily agree with you completely. Uh, you said today, you know, things move so fast. I really find that they don't. I really oh, they move slow? Yeah. I feel like okay. most people, maybe things move fast, but I think you'd agree with me, John. People move really slow, I think. And I think that there's the capability, like you're saying, things move really fast. The capability is there for things to move really fast, but it's the people well, I think there's that two, don't move very fast. Oh, I've got clients, Jeff, exact to your point where they say, hey, I, you know, I, I want this line of credit, you know, um, sounds great. And I say, okay, send me these five things and it takes a week or two. Right. And then I send it to the lender and they go, oh, we're very interested. Uh, send us these seven things and, right. we'll, and we'll get them a term sheet. And those seven on. things... Yeah. It takes a month or two. And every week it's, oh, well, next week or my CFO is really busy. Or, and, and then that same person that took that month is now complaining because the bank is taking a month. It's too, too, and, taking and too long. So it's like everybody's slow. That's what I'm saying. That right? happens. Everyone is slow. Yeah, no, I, I have a transaction right now where, uh, you know, it would be a line of credit through, through a bank in this case uh, for seven or eight million dollars. And it's just taking a long time. And, you know, I guess they've, they've done some acquisitions and they're, you know, CFO and VP of finance are busy or they're stressed or whatever the case is. So I just follow up every, you know, five, six, seven business days. And yeah. uh, eventually, hopefully good things happen, but it's slow going sometimes. You know, uh, I think, you know, you're both right. I think things do move fast. The problem is that with like what you said, yeah, 
you know, if you are getting like an order, right? You're going through negotiating your order to get that order yeah. for maybe six weeks or a month or whatever. It doesn't just happen. You get one phone call. And then on the one phone call, they're like, we need 100,000 units. And you're like, right, no problem. And then you hang up the phone and then you call somebody you're like, I don't have 100,000 units or $100,000 or whatever I need. Right. You know what I mean? And I think that, you know, part of uh, the reason why we wanted to have you on here is that it is to constantly make sure that we are adding value to our listeners by making sure everyone is very strategic and intentional with what they're doing in their business and to know the right people to call and the right people to be connected with to help grow and develop their business. Whether or not you're ready or not, you do need to reach out, feel comfortable to the right person, know the different options that are out there for lending to help if you have a product or a service or overhead or inventory or buying a new property or absolutely anything. You know, There might be a different person you need for each particular thing or it just, I think it's so important that obviously people understand the different dynamics that are associated with funding and lending and sure. you know, short-term loans and long-term loans and the different options and the best people to be connected with. By the way, you both see me. I don't know if you both see, I'm both, I keep yawning. I don't know why. It's not you. I'm not bored with you. <laughs> We're not offended. Yawning. I don't know what the problem is. I figured John might be like, are we boring you? But <laughs> But you're not. Uh, but yeah, no, no, it's true. I mean, we, we try to be a one-stop shop and, you know, if for whatever reason we're not, you know, I, I like to give a quick no and say, hey, you know, we're not a good fit for this and here's why. But uh, more how often than you, not, we, we have a solution. How do you get business? Um, I mean, besides referrals, you've been around a long time, but how yeah. do you really get business? Is there times where business is a little slow? Are there times where there's things that go on with the economy that's slow? Or just in general, do you get concerned once in a while if things slow down a little bit? And then what do you do? Like, how do you market or do you not worry mm -hmm. about that? Yeah, sure. Well, so, you know, and, and you know, for all the business owners that are listening, everybody's got peaks and valleys, you know, yeah. uh, no matter what industry. Yeah. So we're no different um, because we work exclusively with business owners. During the summer months, if you're a golfer, you're golfing. If you're a boater, you're boating. If you're a traveler, you're traveling. You're traveling so, yeah. You know, out of the three summer months, June, July, and August, if we have one big month, which we usually do, that's great. And the other two are usually a little slower. Uh, April, for whatever reason, is, is always slow uh, historically. But, you know, demand is usually pretty steady other than, you know, maybe three or four months out of the year. Um, in, the and as far you, in the slow times, do you do, you do marketing? Because it's sure. lower with your actual Always. Work, yeah. So. Yeah. From a marketing like, perspective. Sure. So um, we do get a lot of uh, referrals from um, past clients, from lenders. That's part of the business. Uh, we do some outreach on LinkedIn to other people in our industry. There's, there's could be lenders, there's could be investment bankers, uh, mergers and acquisitions, uh, guys, et cetera. And, you know, there's really no holy grail to marketing uh, in our, in our business. If there was, I'd just, plow it all into that. Uh, but, you know, I like to say that we do a lot of different things poorly and you wrap it all up into one and it seems to work out pretty well. So I wish there was one, one major thing we could do, but a lot, a lot of little things to sort of work out. So I think it would be really helpful for the listeners to really understand, like, what is the most complicated deal that you've done? And the reason why I say the most complicated, because I feel like if you describe the most complicated or long or interesting, or however it, it is in your particular industry, it makes it, I think, more understandably of like, if this person can help me, because sure. it certainly isn't just as easy as pick up the phone and then someone gives you money. But it's also not 
just because you have a bank, you go to your bank and you use that bank because that's not advantageous either. And, um, you know, how do you really weigh the different options, but not be intimidated by the process? Because like you said a little bit ago, you might first ask for five documents and then you ask for seven documents and it does become, it's a little bit of, of work. So I'd, I'd like to hear what your, uh, a good story of what you have that, that sure. you've gone through. Well, there's many, 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 many stories over the course of 17 years. Uh, but I'd say one of my favorites was, I remember uh, talking to an owner of a commercial janitorial service in California, and he'd had, I think, three merchant cash advances. And I don't know how familiar you guys are with those. They're, they're very prevalent nowadays. Yeah. yeah. Easy money, quick. Uh, but the APRs are 30% all the way up to 80%. Right. Right. And they're short term, they're high interest. And the problem is, is that, you know, the payments um, pretty large, pretty quickly. So the first thing he said to me was, I know you can't help me. And, you know, I was like a challenge. I said, all right, well, maybe, maybe I can, maybe I can't. And basically what I was able to do was I was able to use his accounts receivable. Um, so I was able to get a lower rate with an interest only payment. So that was senior secured. And then he turns out he owned an investment property. Uh, with some equity in it. I left his primary residence alone. I never use a, a business owner's primary residence. Um, but it was an investment property where my lender did a, uh, instead of a, you know, a six to 12 month loan, did a, uh, it was a three or four year loan, also at a lower rate. So I took all this short interest, high, uh, short term high interest debt that was really suffocating the cash flow, replaced it with interest only a revolver on, on AR. Uh, and then also this term debt secured uh, by uh, the investment property. And it just saved his company, frankly. And, and it was a big company. He was doing, you know, 12, 13, 14 million a year in revenue. Uh, but he was that's, in trouble. He, really, he might have gone you know, under. That's really interesting. And I, I want to keep hearing more about it. But a, a point I want to mention to everybody is that, you know, when you are in a spot where you don't really know exactly what to do, you think that there's only one option. And uh, typically it's like, you know, yeah, I, I need X, I need a million dollars, right? Yeah. And the million dollars is going to cost me $15,000 a month or whatever it's going to cost you. I can't afford to pay $15,000 a month. And you don't think, wait, there is ways I can actually do interest only loans. Yeah. I actually can, you know, make sure that I can, well, for a year I can do interest only. And then after a year, if I don't take any money out of my business, if I keep the retained earnings in my business, I'm actually going to... I'll be able to build up enough money where I can handle paying the 15 or 17 or whatever it might be, you know, for that million dollars. And I think that you really gave some really great, smart, sensible options, especially when somebody's like, you know, in a spot, like you're not thinking typically straight, which way you should go and how you should do something where strategically, like you said, you, you understand that you don't ever want to use someone's primary residence. You want to protect them from that because you don't ever need to have that additional stress on your sure. business. But also other ways. Yeah, that, that, that's uh, sort of a ground rule for me that, uh, I mean, I'll never use a, a primary residence. It's just not, 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 not part of the repertoire here. But uh, yeah, no, and he, he was very appreciative and, and, and um, you know, gave me a great review and recommendation. And uh, there's a lot of stories like that. That one just sort of sticks out. And, uh, you know, like going back to the whole noble funding thing, I, I really do want to do good deeds for people. And, and when people are in a spot, I, I do my best to help. I, I can't always wave the magic wand and, and, and do it, but uh, more oftentimes than not, I, I can certainly improve, improve upon you know, their current situation for sure. You know, I could definitely see myself. It's really a very interesting business that you're in, in the sense of 
you really get to understand all of the different types of businesses, way people make money, the types of money they actually do make, good business owner, bad business owner. And you probably get a sense pretty quickly. Be like, I can help this person or like, this is not a good situation that this person's going to be in probably. And they, they probably do need to seek alternate ways of, you know, going a different direction, maybe even almost where I bet you even turn into like a little bit of a counselor. Yeah. Consulting is part of it. Uh, sometimes I'll make little suggestions here and there and, uh, mostly revolving around what I do, but other times that way, we really are a consultancy, uh, but we're also, you know, sort of a debt placement service as well. But, uh, and you know, it doesn't happen overnight, you know, it's trial and error over the course of a long period of time where now, you know, I, now I am an expert. Now I am qualified to say, well, have you thought of this or have you thought of that? And as a business owner, you might be an expert in, you know, your retail store, your wholesaler, what kind of service you're providing, you know, you're not really, you know, a debt expert because you're not doing it all day, every day, like I am. And, and oftentimes, you know, some, some, I can give some, I, I tell clients, I give good free advice sometimes uh, and I'm happy to do it, you know, any, anything to, uh, to help out. Very interesting. So the types of loans that you really do is you do long-term, short-term lines of credit, unsecured business loans, asset-based loans, which is, I guess, uh, inventory, right? So accounts receivable, inventory, machinery and equipment, and real estate are really the four main you know, pillars of asset-based lending. How would people uh, get in touch with you? Uh, so, you know, phone, email, typically. Um, so what's your my... number? What's your number? What's your email? <laughs> So number 800-916-3196 and, and website is noblebusinessloans.com. And, and you can always Google Noble Funding. And if you do, uh, you won't find one negative thing out there about us. You know, the more due diligence, due diligence you do on Noble Funding, the more comfortable you'll be. And that has to do with, we have about, I think, 179 reviews wow. on Trustpilot, wow. um, all of which are five stars except two or four stars. So no one, two or three stars. Um, you got to call those two plus, people and tell them to yeah, change them to yeah, fives. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you got to do for them? <laughs> yeah. uh, you, know, you can't please everybody, right? Um, <laughs> you know, the A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And you'll, you'll Listen, see the hotel is still a nice hotel at four stars. You know what I mean? Right, exactly. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of gorgeous four-star hotels. There are, yeah. Almost all five stars. Well, Matthew, it was really great having you on the podcast today. I really enjoyed the story about how you were able to help somebody in their particular need and really give them an unconventional path to success to really be able to keep somebody in business and to really be able to turn their business around and make it a thriving business. I think that's unbelievable. Um, again, if you could let everyone know, Matthew, where they could find you. I know it's on noblebusinessloans.com and your Correct. phone number is 800-961-3196. Again, it was awesome having you on here and uh, we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Nice talking to you. Yeah, pleasure. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate it. This has been the Cultivating Success Podcast with Jeff Sofer and Jonathan Wolfson. To learn more about Jeff and Jonathan and their businesses, visit www.naturesexperts.com.